Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Let's start it with the bang like Ladesh. I just a passer, you claim right the best. Ain't like I guess I was blessed with the quotient to wreck my opponents. This death is unpotent, you slept on me owning. These clones of the big boss, no wonder they snakes. Fake motherfuckers live under great stakes. Don't challenge yourself, so your talent is else. I bring back that shoutin', I'm violent as hell, but I'm vibing as well. Who writing as well? Poet laureus, don't float as glorious. Lee, no ignoring this, it kills your corny history. Miss me with all of these half-ass apologies I don't hold grudges, not in my biology You can try harming me, that is insensible You should know by now my will is invincible Integral to pushing all music forward And to breaking down all your stupid borders Tell your mother, tell your sister, tell the nation This is zero grab, infinite elevation Turn off that bullshit, turn off The motherfucking radio Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio Turn off that bullshit Turn off the motherfucking radio Turn off that bullshit Turn off the motherfucking radio MC squared, but that don't equal energy Master doll elements, this a peak of chemistry Turn off the radio, turn off the videos It's all just ditzy hoes dancing to shitty foes With no clever line, shit is way stupid But they stay juiced as long as the bass boosted I'll waste you kids like online GTA Education systems do for easy pay with the greedy ways. Everything's poisonous. Kill that noise and the poise remain boisterous. Give voice to the voiceless, choice to the choiceless. We all must rejoice, bring joy to the joyless. Spoil yourselves, we deserve celebration. Even brief relief from all the hellish blazing. So I invite all of life on this exodus. Let us exit from the state that rejected us. Shout out to the day ones, so check in my skills. If I look familiar, real, recognize real. Back to basics, tell them this is tribal. Raps new genesis, welcome to the Bible. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn off that bullshit, turn off the motherfucking radio. Turn it off, turn it off. Turn it off, turn it off. However you are, however you may be, I hope you're doing well out there. This is Life in Zero Gravity, episode number 94. We're back at it as usual every week. Damn, this is the last show that I'm going to... That's Well, no, it is. It's the last show that's going to be released while I'm in my 20s crazy what a decade i feel like i already have more money but like i do miss you know there's certain things that i wish i would have done differently you know honestly like musically i wish i would have stepped on the gas pedal sooner i feel like i didn't really step on it until my mid-20s like i had good momentum in my late teens and then I just, I don't know, like I, I waited around for people too long. And I'm on the verge of releasing the best album I've made, you know, should be coming out really soon. And that was with the help of other people more than more than I have previously. But it's been a rough journey, man, like in terms of like I try to work with people and it just... <laughs> I don't know what it is. They just end up stalling it so much. Like, it's hard to find anyone that has the drive I have. And um, thankfully, I found somebody that, that has the drive. And uh, this, you could tell it makes a difference in this album. And it's, honestly, I said it before, I'll say it again. I know I hype it up. And people are probably tired of hearing the hype. But it is the best album of the year. I mean, we're most of the way through the year. I don't think anything's going to surpass it. I don't think that Kanye album, I mean, that sounds like it's probably going to be another mess, if we're being real. 
This most recent Nas album was good. I think ours is sharper. I think ours is better. Uh, Gibbs could be some competition, you know. I thought Tyler's album was good, but he fucked it up with like that eight minute fucking story track that was not. It wasn't that interesting of a story, bro. I'm sorry. I know you tried. I know his. He has some. Whew, those Tyler fans. Those are some serious dick writers, man. Like goddamn, they're dedicated. For a dude that really is like mediocre lyrically a lot of the time, they go fucking hard for Tyler, man. <laughs> uh, I know people aren't going to like that, but let's be real. He has a great voice for rap. I, I, I'm just an honest person and I keep it real and, and I don't see a lot of these guys as like the gods that y'all see him as, so... I always felt like he. I always felt like he was a good producer. I felt like I've heard people diss his production. I'm like, I don't know, man. He's a good producer. Like, there's times where his production sucks. You know, like fucking. And whenever he works with Schoolboy Q, I don't know what it is, but I really don't like the production that they pick out together. Tyler, the creator, and Schoolboy Q. It's like, oh my god. Like, they've only collabed a, a handful of times, but it's just been so bad. Whenever they have. At least to me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> like like the the song they had it was uh he had Dog Pound on it. And it's like I'm a fan of Dog Pound, fan of I'm a fan of Schoolboy, I'm a fan of Tyler. The fucking man that was a disappointing collab. It just sucked. Like I forget what that song's even called, but it was just like it was so corny sounding. <laughs> But no, Tyler, like, I was listening to his album, I'm like, damn, this, this is a good album, man. Like, this is a, this is much better than Igor, in my opinion. I know a lot of people liked Igor. I didn't really fuck with it like that, you know? There's some songs I could listen to from it, but overall, I'm like, I, I was not hearing the genius on that one. It was very vapid lyrically. And I think a lot of y'all just don't, you just don't pay attention to lyrics like fucking at all. That's like the conclusion I've come to. Because I hear this shit, I'm like, damn, son, like there's nothing going on in this whole song. It's like they almost went out of their way to make a shitty song lyrically and y'all still eat it up, you know? I'm not saying that Tyler's songs are shitty lyrically, although there's times where they're, it's kind of cringy. Like some of the rhymes is like, that's just bad. <laughs> He rhymed, he rhymed Colossus with Molasses. Like, he was trying to rhyme Colossus. It was just like, man, that is so stretched. Like, that shit... As somebody who, like... I really take a lot of time crafting my lyrics, so whenever I hear, like, just lazy lines like that, it fucking bothers me, man. And then, like, the praise that that shit gets is like... Oh, God. It just, like... It makes me, it makes me kind of sad, I'm not gonna lie. But that, I feel the same way about a lot of Kanye fans. Like, a lot of his shit... He has a lot of fucking really bad lines. Even with all those writers and shit, like... A lot of his lines are so bad. And people... I mean, he has good lines, too. But he has, like... It's like... it. The ratio is almost like 50-50, man. And... <laughs> but people eat it up. You know? Because he has, like, a... He has a pretty good delivery. So people just eat the shit up, you know? <laughs> but sometimes it's just like, like, what? Oh, my God, that. <sighs> the bleach line. You know which one I mean. Now, if I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my T-shirt, I'm going to feel like an asshole. That is like one of the worst sequences of lyrics I've ever heard. And I hear people defend it. And I'm just like. Are you just a fucking idiot, or are you that much of a dick writer? <laughs> like, that is not good, bro. It's not good. It's not good at all. It's horribly corny. Doesn't even really make sense. Because, like, that wouldn't happen unless... Unless you literally, like, went in, like, right, right after she bleached her asshole and tried to fuck her. That would never happen. Like, the bleach would dry quickly... <laughs> or like drip off quickly you'd have to be doing it like right and who would do that you know it just doesn't it's just a dumbass line man <laughs> from some of y'all go <laughs> oh so the j cole album i heard it i thought it was cool replay value isn't there it, it's just not there 
And you know what it is? Is J. Cole sucks at sequencing albums because I don't think he's made a classic album. Like, no disrespect. I know, I know, fucking, I, like, he has another one of those fan bases that's just like, oh my god, like a Jack choking on his dick, like, every fucking line he drops, you know? Because he's so deep. His lines are so deep. I've heard that, man. I've heard so much dumb criticism, man. <laughs> if you say anything about J. Cole, like, this is how I feel about J. Cole. I think he is a good artist. I really like his um his like intentions behind his music overall. I think that he is trying to make meaningful music. You know, I think on there's a lot of times he's on features and he steals the show. He does really well. His feature verses a lot of times are better than any of the stuff on his albums. You know, on this album, he probably the best I've heard him rap. But fucking, so the, the album starts with that, you know, that, that Cameron, like 95 South, whatever that track was called. It's all hype, you know. And then it instantly, he fought, J. Cole manages to find, he collaborates with Timbaland. And when you hear that on paper, it sounds like, oh, wow, that should be crazy, you know. He manages to find like the most boring fucking Timbaland beat I've ever heard. And and right after like giving us this hype intro to the album, he gives us ba 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 fucking this soft ass butterfly shit <laughs> like on track 2. I'm already like, man, you just fucked up the whole flow of the album. It's only been we're two tracks in. You know? I'm not saying to like make the whole album hype, but goddamn son like like, let it build up a little bit. I read an article this week where Dave East talked about how J. Cole called, he said that Dave East only had one tone. And I got to thinking, I was like, man, that is the pot calling the kettle black, man. J. Cole is like one of the most monotone rappers out there. You know? Like, if Drake didn't exist, <laughs> he'd be in the running. For, like, most monotone rapper out there. Like, of a mainstream rapper, I should say. He is not, uh, he doesn't switch his style up a lot. He started doing this trap shit recently. Over the course of his career, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like he is the, a lot of his stuff has the same tone. So I just found that, I guess Dave East considered a good advice. I mean, both of them are pretty, um, they don't switch it up a lot. But I was just like, man, coming from him, I'd be like, yo, you don't switch your style up enough. <laughs> oh, man. I, J. Cole fans get so mad at me. I could honestly say that I'm a fan and I like, I like, part of me does like the fact that he gets the attention he gets. I do, like, I, I, you can't convince me that he's not overhyped. I don't buy into the whole... He's like the goat. Anytime anyone says he's the goat, I just, <laughs> I'll laugh in your face for that one because that's just a crazy fucking thing to say. Especially when like Nas still exists and is still like dropping good albums. I don't see how you can say like J. Cole was ahead of Nas. Even now, I don't think, you know. It would be interesting to hear that. Well, now it would probably be boring as fuck to hear them on a track together. I was going to say it would be interesting to hear them on a track together. Probably be disappointing. I'm just gonna keep it real. <laughs> Nas and Jake. I'd like to hear Nas and Andre 3000 on a track. Have they been on a track? I don't even know, man. I don't think so. Not to. I feel like I would know about that if it happened. That would be a, like a good balance of energy, though. You know. See that. That's the thing. So I'm more of a fan of. Uh, I like JID's energy better than J Cole. Right overall. But I think, I think J. Cole ripped him on that song off D's. I really do. I think J. Cole came through. I think he, I think he ripped Jid. Just not easy to do. That's one of the top rappers out right now. So I give credit where it's due, man. Like, I'm just not, <laughs> I think, what, what I think it is, is a lot of y'all, like, so a lot of y'all only hear, like, stuff that's really popular, stuff that's really out there like, really uh, mainstream. 
So y'all don't know that the type of music that J. Cole makes, it really never went anywhere. It's just not as mainstream, you know. Even though he himself is mainstream and well-known, it's almost like uh, he was given like the ability to get that music out there more than others, you know, because like Below the Heavens came out. It was around the time J. Cole was first starting to blow up. Below the Heavens is better than any J. Cole album, honestly, but uh, it didn't get out there as much. It didn't get that push. It didn't get the Jay-Z co-sign and all that. And so... If you haven't heard that Blue and X album of the Heavens, it is a that's a modern hip hop classic, you know. And um I think it came out in like 07, around then. So which was around the time like J. Cole J. Cole got popular a little after that, you know, a little bit. But he was kind of coming up in the underground already by that time. I know because I remember Blue having like a song with him and like, you know. And that song wasn't very good, I remember, but fuck. <laughs> I know people I'm too honest, man. People don't like it. I know, I know. But uh I feel like J. Cole got this like position where he's been given like the platform more than a lot of other there's been a lot of artists in the underground that have been just as talented, if not more talented. But uh fucking people that his that style is is like it's died out so much in the mainstream that I think he's become a bigger artist than he normally would have. Like, if he was around in the 90s, I don't think he'd be anywhere near what he is today. You know what I mean? It's because people are so starved for that style. You know? You could kind of say the same thing with Kendrick, too. Because I think as good as as good as both of them are, I've heard better rappers than them. Like, they're not, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of times where they're not that impressive. And uh, I think people people buy into that hype and it, it's a it's a perfect uh it's it perfectly uh encapsulates like what media hype can do, you know, because they've been anointed. Like J. Cole had the the Jay Z cosign early in his career, you know. Kendrick has the Dr. Dre cosign. So those cosigns, they they make a huge deal, man, because other people, I mean, think of like who has Dr. Dre cosigned that hasn't been successful. You know, Kendrick was next up. He got the Dr. Dre cosign and now he's like a a West Coast rap god to a lot of people, you know. And I even got swept up in the hype. I could admit that. But Damn really wasn't all that great. And uh, I think... I mean, I definitely got <laughs> bamboozled. Like, I I bought into the hype. I wanted there to be, like, a great West Coast rapper, too. Like a lot of y'all. And uh, he's great in his own right. You know, I th- his... Creatively, I, I put him above J. Cole. And I think he's made better overall albums. You know? Kendrick's thing, the weak point with him is the voice. When people say they don't like Kendrick's voice, I totally get it. Because sometimes I really hate his fucking voice on songs. I'm not, I'm just being real. There's times I hear his voice and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're annoying as hell. Like, why did you think this sounded good? You know? Tracks like You. That's like a, a, a glaring example of it. Or I, when I first came out, I was like, what the fuck is he doing with his voice? I remember like Ryan Seacrest co-signing it and saying it was going to change hip-hop. And I'm like, I don't really want to hear what the fuck Ryan Seacrest has to say about hip-hop. I'm sorry, that's not where I go. Like, that should have been a sign right there, you know. And that song has never been that great, you know. And it's on an album that has like a fucking like 96 overall score at the critics. Let's be real, man. To Pimp a Butterfly... It's, I would say, I'd say it's probably a classic album, right? But it is, it shouldn't have a 96. Like, that shouldn't be its overall score on Metacritic. (laughs) Come on, man. It is not, like, for, that means that almost every outlet gave it a perfect score. That's kind of insane. 
for the because I off the top of my head, there's like some unlistenable fucking songs on there. <laughs> and 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 I know I know people hate to say this, but I mean, I, believe it or not, I'm more connected with the hood than people think. I'm more connected with the hood than a lot of these like fake ass rappers. I don't claim to be like a big thug, big gangster, and all that, but I'm definitely more connected with what the the taste in the hood is and a lot of people in the hood were not fucking with that album and i tried to tell people that and they're just like you don't know what you're talking about and it's like these fucking suburban people (laughs) that have like never really been to the hood that album was like it didn't resonate in the in the hood a lot of the time i'm not saying like no one liked it but it wasn't like this uh i feel like good kid mad city was an album that like was really playing in a lot of different hoods and was really big. And I don't even know if that's a better album than To Pimp a Butterfly. I know a lot of people hold To Pimp a Butterfly in a higher regard, but I'm telling you right now, the hood definitely fucked with Good Kid Mad City more than To Pimp a Butterfly. I'm telling you right now. And a lot of y'all just don't know... (laughs) Well, y'all don't know shit about the hood. Like, you haven't been, you know, you haven't grown up around hood people. You've been in your sheltered little bubbles. So, when when we say shit like that, it's it's a real thing, bruh. Or, like, a lot of real big hip-hop fans, they didn't really fuck with that album. It didn't hit them like that for whatever reason. And d- don't get me wrong, I think it's one of the best hip-hop albums to come out in the last, like, decade. Personally. I don't think it's like a flawless album. I don't think it's above criticism and it's fucking annoying. Like there's a lot of tracks on there. How much a dollar costs? That song's fucking boring. You is not a good song. For free is not a very good song. You know? Like it's a cool little sonic experiment, I guess, but it's not uh, <laughs> it's not some shit you're gonna listen to all the time, you know. There's a lot of songs like that on there. Like it's a cool little artistic piece. It doesn't have, like, the most replay value ever. And you really got to be in the mood to hear that album, honestly. I know. Believe me. I'm fucking... <laughs> I'm West Coast as fuck. I, like, I always I always stand up for the West Coast. I feel like uh, we, got, we make some of the best music out here. And obviously I'm biased because I'm from here. I feel like I'm one of the best lyricists that there's ever been. So I'm going to have that bias. <laughs> Because it's like, if I don't say the West is up there, then I don't really mean shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really, I'm not very good then if the West isn't very good. So, I, I keep it real. I do think that we have a, like, some of the, a lot of the best hip-hop albums have come from the West. I know a lot of them have come from the East, too. And, and the South. Well, some of them from the South. <laughs> Uh, some of my favorite albums have come from the South, you know, but um, the West Coast, we got like a lot of my favorite albums, like, like, like Doggy Style is like a mega classic. There's like classics and then there's albums like that where it's like, that shit still sounds so good now. Like, yeah, some of the tracks are a little dated, I guess, but for the fucking time, honestly, it's aged really well. Like a lot of those songs, I like... This is controversial, but I think Doggy Style is a better album than The Chronic. Like, honestly, listen to them, like, back-to-back. Partially because I think Snoop was a better rapper than Dre, you know. Well, he wrote a lot of Dre's rhymes on Chronic, I'm sure. But, like, that's part of it is Snoop just had a better voice. So it's like, if I get to hear Snoop's voice more (laughs) throughout the course of an album... Like, and both of those are, like, mega classics, but fucking Darky Style is really one of the best hip-hop albums ever. And maybe lyrically it's not the strongest, but fucking the charisma and the the production is just so incredible that that album, shit, it really, I really do think it's ahead of The Chronic, even though I feel like The Chronic almost has, like, a, it's almost looked at with like a higher pedigree but for real doggy style is like it's like the chronic with more snoop and i kind of like the beats more to be honest so it's just just all in all it's just a man that's just a mega classic (laughs) like that's one of the best debuts ever you know and i know he never 
really came that close to reaching that again. But the, what's dope about that album, too, is, like, a lot of it was freestyled. And you can tell. And it was cool little freestyles. And, like, I know when I freestyle, sometimes, a lot of times I come up with my best flows when I'm freestyling. Not lyrics. That would be a dumb thing to say. I don't think anyone comes up with their best lyrics freestyling. Although there are lines, there's a lot of lines I've come up with freestyling that are some of my best. But in general, like, if I have time to sit there and, like, compose all the lines, like, it's going to be better if I write it. But flow-wise, I don't know if my flow is better when I'm not freestyling. I feel like when I'm freestyling, like, my flow is so natural over the beat, you know? And I feel like it works, like, really well. Like, there's certain flows I've come up with on freestyle that's like, man, that's, like, one of my favorite flows I've ever come up with. And it's because I was just thinking on the spot, you know, and just feeling it. So I don't know, there's something to that. So, (laughs) this episode, this is really for the music lovers and and all that. And honestly... uh, I probably pissed off. I probably pissed off almost all of you, <laughs> but fuck it, that's what we do. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I push myself so hard. I write so much that I feel like I've earned the right to, to be critical, to say shit. I mean, I think I've I've come up with a lot of the best like songs and verses of all time, and um. I know, like, and a lot of y'all are starting to agree more and more. Like, people recognize the talent because it's like, the shit I'm doing, the only handful of MCs ever have done it. You know? Like, you listen to it. Break my shit down line by line. And that's one thing that... I, I Sometimes I reflect on my music and I think about the fact that nobody has ever really been able to criticize my lyrics. No one's been able to do that. Like, I heard some girl say, oh, you don't really rhyme. She didn't know what she was talking about. She said, you don't really rhyme. My rhyme schemes are really complex, and they I rhyme more than most rappers, like, in terms of, like, just actually rhyming, you know? Like, I never dip below two syllables. I almost never dip below three syllables in terms of rhyming. And it's, like, a challenge I set for myself. Like, I, I won't accept less than that. Maybe on a chorus... Because I, I'm not gonna sacrifice the the memorability of a of a song, over like oh well I got to make sure this rhymes six syllables. <laughs> I got to make sure I got some six syllable rhymes in this chorus. Like I I won't compromise, like the, just the overall quality of the song to rhyme more. You know what I mean? Like if I can if I can make a song that. The chorus sounds amazing and it's like one syllable rhymes. You you might see me do that. I might make that rule. Or there's there's choruses where I'm rhyming like two syllables and I wouldn't normally do that in like a verse, but in a chorus, like I don't know, I think there's like certain artistic decisions you make where it's like Yeah, I'd rather have a song that sounds good <laughs> than like rhymes more in terms of the chorus. Cause it's honestly <laughs> Nobody's really checking for the rhyme schemes in the chorus anyway. There's a lot of choruses where I went crazy with rhyme schemes, so it's not like I don't do that, but I'm just saying I think that's like... My philosophy on that is like, I'd rather come up with a dope, catchy chorus than like fucking have like the craziest, most intricate rhyme scheme ever where it's like no... And then nobody even knows what the fuck you said because it was just so cerebral. (laughs) But hey, man, um, I've said a lot. I'm going to say more, so stay tuned. I know I said I would have a guest this week, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the guest is me, man, my multiple personalities. I know that's a, a guest that we've featured before, but hey, that's all I got.
I tried so hard. <laughs> nah, I really wanted to have uh, Bonehead Bangers on because we have a song out. But uh, I don't know, it didn't work out. Well, I mean, we're on, our time zones are like 12 and a half hours apart. So he's in India. I'm in California. The part of India he's in, I believe is, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> Del, Delhi, Delhi. I'm... I know, I'm sorry to my Indian fans if I fucked up the pronunciation. I know one of those has to be wrong. But New Delhi, New Delhi, New Delhi. I'm so sorry. I've never, I've only seen it written, so I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. But, yeah, we're about 12 and a half hours apart, which I know is weird, because I feel like normally, like, uh, time zones are, like, an even number of hours apart, or it's like, you know, if it was 12, that wouldn't be that weird. But the fact that it's 12 and a half is just, it's just a little different. <laughs> so, yeah. But I wouldn't have them on. I'll have them on soon. Uh, we have a new song out, Bravado. It's been out for a while. You can find a Zero Grab Bravado, Bonehead. And he uses like that, uh, I don't even know what you call that zero, but the one with the slash through it to spell Bonehead. Cool track. Uh, I'm definitely going to add it to the episode when I have him on. But it is a cool um, collaboration, and I don't know, it's a trip. I was thinking about it, and a lot of the people that I've collaborated with, I've been collaborated with a lot of people, of with a lot of people, but it's like everyone I collaborated with was like a fan of mine before. <laughs> it's funny, man. Like I remember making music, and uh, like so, I was making music, and my music got heard by some people at the high school and all of them we ended up making music together but it was because I started initially putting out music <laughs> like on my own and then I got like some fans and the fans got inspired enough where they wanted to make songs with me and it's been kind of like a trend in my career that I thought about <laughs> the fact that I you know was working with people who were fans of mine before. I don't collaborate with a lot of people. I don't even reach out to a lot of people to collab. And times I do, like... Because here's the thing, right? I know it's bad to say. I know, like, not everyone likes when you say shit like this, but... I'm better than a lot of these rappers out there. So when they try to... Or I meet a rapper that's decent... Sometimes I'll hit them up to collab and they're like, oh yeah, my feature cost is this. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying you for a feature, dog. Like, I'm better than you. Sorry. <laughs> I remember there was a girl, there's a female rapper who I was like, oh, she's not bad. It'd be cool to work with a female rapper. And she tried to big time me because I think she had like 10,000 monthly listeners, which honestly I've had before. It's not that hard to do. And... uh <laughs> It was on Spotify. I don't promote my Spotify. I don't like the the Spotify like pay scale, so I don't promote that shit. I mean, I don't like any of them. I think they all rip us off tremendously, but Spotify is like extra bad. So she saw, I think I had, I don't know, maybe like 20 monthly listeners on Spotify or something. Wasn't promoting it. And she said, you need to get your fan base up or some, some shit like that. Something dumb. And I was like, wow because <laughs> she was like borderline good like she kind of sucked honestly but it was like okay she's this is acceptable to collaborate with you know and then she tried to big time me and I just ethered her ass I don't get it like a lot of artists think they're bigger than they really are I remember I like I, I did like a show where I, I opened for this artist and then I was like Oh, yeah, we, we could do shows together, like, if you want to. Because I brought a lot of the fans to the show, right? <laughs> so, fucking, um, I felt like I brought, like, it was me and a bunch of other artists on the bill, and I brought, like, at least a quarter of the crowd, if not more. And, like, the, the people I didn't bring fucked with my shit, too. Like, when I got off stage, everybody was like, oh, yeah, that shit was dope as fuck. You know, like, everybody was hyped about it. So I stayed in contact with him for a second, the other guy, and then he, the guy had like a manager <laughs> or some shit, and, and he was like, yeah, my artist isn't going to be opening for anyone else now. 
like he's not gonna because i had op- i had opened for them technically and i was like oh yeah you know you guys could be on a bit on one of my bills or something and they're basically saying like oh no we're too big to be on your bill that artist never did shit like honestly i was a better artist <laughs> but i wasn't gonna say that but i remember when they said that me thinking like damn Y'all, y'all really think you're better than you are, huh? Like, you think you're going to be, like, this big, giant artist. And that's never been my goal. I don't give a fuck about that. I mean, I'd like to make some money and be able to do some cool shit and travel around the world and shit. But other than that, like, with how dumb the lowest common denominator is, I really don't give a fuck who has the most fans. Because let's be real, a lot of this sh- shit is all pay for play anyway so it's like bragging on that like yeah i guess that's cool you got like the industry to be behind you more but i never fucking i never go off sales a lot of the best albums ever have like they didn't sell anything crazy and a lot of the best selling albums ever is just like some pop shit that like doesn't mean anything you know (laughs) i guess it was catchy songs but it doesn't you know, it doesn't have any lyrical depth, so, I don't know, when I hear that shit, it's just kind of funny, because a lot of fans really will do that, it, that, that has to be one of the cringiest things that I see, too, is, like, when fucking fans of artists are counting each other's sales, like, I see a lot of, I remember what Hip Boy kind of dis. he was, like, kind of not so subliminally dissing Kanye recently, right? And it's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like, why? They started, this is what they did. They looked, this fucking Kanye fan looked up both their net worth. And Kanye's like a billionaire or whatever. Hit Boy's worth like a couple million. And they're like fucking using that as like justification for their fandom. You know, it's like, oh, that's pretty, that's pathetic, Hit Boy. (laughs) And it's like. That's cool and all, but you look like you're a grown ass man fucking defending another grown ass man based on their income that you haven't seen a cent of. You know, like it's not relevant for you, but you're like, oh yeah, this this artist that I like more has more money than this artist, so I'm gonna fucking come at them with their net worth. <laughs> it's like, okay, for one, I mean we could be real, like, Hit Boy's never gonna, he's probably never gonna touch Kanye's net worth. You know? I don't know that that's his goal. I think Kanye actually has a goal of, like, trying to be, like, one of the richest people in the world. I don't, I don't know that Hit Boy necessarily has that goal of, like, trying to be, like, a multi-billionaire. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But either way, it's like, why are you doing this you know like Kanye like Kanye fans why why are you like it's so does anyone else find that weird like to be that far up an artist's ass that you're like fucking attacking people (laughs) attacking other artists for having lower net worths than your favorite artists it's like, who cares? Honestly, who cares? But Kanye fans are like, those are, that's another fan base that's like a different breed, man. <laughs> that's a different breed. And it's kind of funny, man. Like, Apple, Apple Music really plays favorites with some of these artists. So, that's some, that's some shit that makes me laugh when I see it. Like, because they have, like, essential albums, right? On Apple Music. They have, like, essential albums for these artists. And, uh, let me, let me run through it. I'm, I feel like I might have done this before, but it's always funny to me. It's always, like, kind of funny. So, Kanye's essential albums. College Dropout. I think a lot of people consider that, uh, you know, that was, like, a classic debut, right? Late registration. Now we're already starting to get into a territory where it's like, late registration is is a good album. Is it an essential album? I don't know. But Apple Music 
some artists, a lot of artists only have one essential album. They only have one in like their whole discography, according to Apple Music. Okay, so late registration, kind of borderline, right? Graduation. Graduation is like a good album. It's not an essential album. It's kind of like that album had a lot of stuff that was like of the time. Like there's some real turds on there, you know. Good Life isn't very good now, you know. Barry Bonds, that wasn't, that's not a good song now. That was like, it had Wayne. I remember being disappointed by that at the time. It was like, oh, Kanye got Wayne on a track on his album? That's going to be crazy because Wayne was huge. This was like around Carter 3. And then Drunken Hot Girls with Most Def, that song kind of sucks, you know? Homecoming with Chris Martin, that was kind of like a cheesy little, like, there's really like a lot of the, the album only has 13 tracks. I just named you like four that aren't very good. And fucking, this is an essential album according to Apple Music. <laughs> 808s and Heartbreak, very polarizing album that a lot of people don't like. Some people like, but essential, essential album. And here's the funny thing. <laughs> so... Okay, so this is an essential album, right? Apple Music does this thing where they have, like, stars for the songs. Like, the the ones that are, like, really popular, right? So, only one song on 808s and Heartbreak has a star by it. Which usually for, like, a, a really popular, like, you know, like, an album that people listen to a lot. There'd be, like, you know, four or five stars, on different songs. This one only has one for Heartless. That's it. That's it for the whole album. And that's an essential album. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I'm not surprised that this is like that. I can see why they put that in essential albums. But god damn is that album overrated. That's, that's another album where it's like. All of the lights is not. It is it's just such a cheesy song. It's like a it's like we are the world too. It's like, yeah, that's cool. You got all those people on that song. The song is cheesy, man. Runaway with Pusha T. Song is a pretty good song for the first three minutes. But the, the, fuck, the problem with the song is that it's a 12-minute song or something like that, right? It's like a 12-minute song. And like, okay, nine minute. My bad. Nine-minute song. So the last six minutes of the song is just... It's almost unlistenable. It's like a bunch of fucking like sound effects and like the beat is really repetitive as it is. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but I, I'm not really mad at that being an essential album because I know people really, really, really like that album. I think that it was um, it was one of those albums that had very low like replay value. You know, like Monster, a lot of their verses weren't very good. It's like Nicki stood out on there because the other verses were kind of bad, honestly. And I don't know. I mean, there's some cool songs on there. Hell of a Life, I never really liked that much. And like some of the other, I don't know, there's a lot of like songs on there that are just not, not really all that great. But I understand like that's probably, that is one of Kanye's most popular albums. The Life of Pablo is an essential album. And that's... <laughs> that's just... That album was so polarizing when it came out. And it's such a mixed bag. Like, the album is so... It's so all over the place. There's so many songs that aren't good. There's some songs that are good. It's just not... <laughs> it's not an essential album. And I can't... I don't think that any, like, rational person would call it that. So that that was crazy. I don't know who, I am honestly kind of curious who does these, like, essential albums at Apple, because this is another one, and I know y'all aren't gonna, y'all aren't gonna like this, y'all are not gonna like my Kendrick talk, but hey, <laughs> this, you gotta admit, okay, Good Kid, Mad City, alright, people love that album, you know, fair enough, it's a pimp a butterfly, fair enough. Like those, both of those albums are highly revered by people. 
And then you get to damn. Not only did they put damn, they put damn collector's edition, which by the way is just damn reversed. And this is their tagline, a masterwork made new with a track list reversal. So they, it's the same album that they just flipped. They flipped the track list. And Apple has both of these listed as essential albums. Spoiler alert, neither of them is an essential album. <laughs> neither of them is a classic, honestly. So Apple Music felt the need to put both of them as essential albums. <laughs> so they've pretty much put every Kendrick album as an essential album. Because I don't think that they count um, overly dedicated in Section eighty, for whatever reason. Those don't those like don't count as like album albums. So which I wouldn't I wouldn't say those are essential anyway. But I'm just saying like that I don't even think that those were part of their criteria. So fucking they put every Kendrick album and they put one of them twice. <laughs> So it's just, it's, that's kind of incredible, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised they didn't put the Black Panther soundtrack as an essential album. <laughs> oh, man. It, like, there's just something, it's funny because, like, a lot of times you can see through these critic reviews. I remember I was reading, I was reading a review of Nas' album, King's Disease, right? And the album didn't talk about the music, like, really at all. And it just went on a long rant about how Nas, basically, like, Nas beats women. Nas's, like, complicated relationship with women and, like, how it was problematic to listen to. And it was, like, for one, like, not really fair. I don't, like, Nas doesn't have this massive history of, like, hitting women. I think he was accused of, like, hitting Khalees, but that wasn't really necessarily proven. I don't know. I don't really want to speak on that because I don't know. I wasn't, you know, I don't think the public has all the details of that or whatever. But, like, that was, like, 20 years ago, you know, or, like, at least, like, a good, like, 15 years ago. And um, they're writing, they're writing a review of his, they gave his, his album, like, a really mediocre score, when most places gave it like really good scores and stuff like that, but just the the journalism on that was just awful. It's like, why are you writing like of all the people to criticize, you know, I understand I guess Nas has some issues with domestic violence, but like of all the rappers, there's so many that have worse issues and I've never seen that other than XXX Tentacion, I've never seen it mentioned in like reviews of albums. And what XXX Tentacion was accused of was a lot worse than what Nas was accused of. But uh, like for for that to be like the whole basis of your review, it's like you might as well have not even listened to the album if if like your review has nothing to do with the music. <laughs> you didn't even maybe you didn't even listen to the album. It's, <laughs> It's just like, you ever read reviews like that? Sometimes I read reviews and it's just talking about the the person's like personal life the entire time and just shitting on the music through like them not being, them being like kind of a questionable person or not being the greatest person. Like, <laughs> that is like the basis of like their music criticism. And it's really weird. I don't know. I haven't really been re- reviewed by people like that, but I can only imagine, like, I piss enough people off, like, if I drop some shit, people are going to find what, they're going to look for whatever they can to shit on it, but I- I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck, I don't value most of your opinions on music, because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and you're so simple-minded that you're swayed by dumb shit like that, you know? <laughs> Oh man, it's it's funny to witness though. But that's just the shit that I don't know. It's like I read, I don't read a lot of reviews. Sometimes I'll I'll be intrigued. Like I'm like, um, this is a. I wonder what the critical reception to this was, and then 
a lot of times I regret it because I, I read it and it's like, oh, wow, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, they're writing about shit that's, like, unrelated. And I don't know, it's like... That's why, even though I don't, like, that needle drop guy, he's he's one of the biggest reviewers in the world. He's on YouTube. Like, there's a lot of his of his reviews that I think are just trash and, like, anno- like they're annoying. Like, it's, like, it's just dumb music takes. But at least the guy, for the most part, talks about the fucking music. He has, like, these weird vendettas. Like, he really seems to have a problem with Eminem for some reason and just gives all of his albums, like, horrible scores and talks shit. Like, he's, like, hypercritical of Eminem's lyrics, like, in a way that I've never seen him critical of, like, any of their artists. Like, Eminem cannot have a bad line or this guy will fucking find it. And sometimes it's not even bad lines. It's like, you, all right, dude, you're just really reaching there. <laughs> and it's apparent that you don't like Eminem for whatever reason. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just, it's funny to, like, if you're a rational person, you can see through a lot of the biases. And it's funny to watch because it's not hard to figure out. Like, a lot of times these people think they're like, you know, that they have, like, this intelligent take and and they they know, like, the intricacies of the music and all that and they're, you know, they're so experienced and <laughs> they've got it all down, you know. They understand it perfectly. <laughs> like, all that stuff. And uh, it's just funny sometimes to break it down. And and you could see, like, their little, like, I don't know, like, they don't like something about this artist or whatever, so they just shit on them. And it's like, uh, you can, if you read between the lines, you can tell what their biases are and, like, all that. <laughs> I don't know. I know we all got biases. I don't claim to be bias-free, but I do I do give myself credit for, like, being able to see through a lot of that stuff and and really form form an opinion based on merit at the end of the day like we're all just giving our opinions and there's no there's no like right or wrong really it's just (laughs) it's just like a the way things go you know there's no right or wrong it's just all like preference really whenever we break it down (laughs) So, I don't know, we're all just, we're, we all have our own tastes, we all have our own things that we value more than other things, and no matter what you get, what you say, what you do, what words you put together, like, it's all the same, like, type of thing, you know, it's all, it all comes down to, like, I like this, I don't like this, we make it seem like it's so much deeper than that, but it's really not, (laughs) And it's just, it's funny to, to witness. Because we all think, like, we have, like, you know. Because in our world, it's like, your taste is your taste. And and I feel it's bad for y'all that, like, you really can't like some shit unless, like, you're told to. Like, you really don't have that free will. You just don't have it. Like, <laughs> You go through your life and it's like, oh, well, if if uh, this this publication doesn't like this or if this if they say this or this or this or I see people get influenced by a needle drop like they fucking they joke like, oh, yeah, thanks for thanks for saying this. Now I've confirmed that I can like it, but it's like they really do like worship this the guy's opinion. And I know people do that with a lot of people you know with a lot of people that they look up to and it's like you have your own free will like you can like whatever you want (laughs) you don't need to do this like it's all good man (laughs) i don't know it's just funny but uh i'm uh i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna wrap this episode up it's been a fun one for me so i hope you I've been enjoying it. Um, I know it, it's like ranting and stuff, but I think I think it was like fun rants. I like to think. <laughs> so stay tuned, and, and I'll 
I'll wheel this one on out of here. KZR Rosemorts! Man, uh, I w <sighs> so Pacquiao and Spence were supposed to fight on my birthday, right? Spence got a retina injury. And it sucks. Like, it sucks for Spence. And uh, I know, like, I was really looking forward to the fight. A lot of boxing fans were looking forward to the fight. And uh, it sucks that like, like, first of all, I, I want Spence to be okay. Like, that's the most important thing. I'm not that selfish. It's it's really unfortunate that, that this happened. And honestly, like, it was kind of like one of my birthday plans. And now, I don't know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to spend money on a Pacquiao-Ugas uh, pay-per-view. I, I might have spent money on Pacquiao-Spence. But not Pacquiao Lucas. So it just, you know, it's unfor it would have been a big fight for both of them and uh, it would have been big for boxing, but it's probably for the best honest or it is for the best that didn't go through because you don't want Spence with like a busted eye, you know. Like let's say he doesn't um let's say like the fight doesn't go like the way I think Spence might have been he was probably the favorite so let's say he just goes out there and like can't see he's really having vision problems and ends up getting like stopped off of the vision problems like that would not be good that would suck honestly so I I know it's for the best but we were all looking forward to that fight if you were a boxing fan and uh and it's unfortunate that it that it slipped away I don't know, Pacquiao's saying this might be his last fight. There's a good chance that it will be his last fight with Ugas, and it'd be kind of a weird way to go out. I mean, Ugas isn't a bad fighter, but he's not, like, he's probably not going to be in the Hall of Fame or anything. You know, like, Spence probably will. Ugas probably not. Probably not. He's not a bad fighter. He doesn't have a bad record, but, like, I don't know, it's just, it definitely doesn't have the same luster. So, that sucks. On the baseball side of things, the Dodgers are four games behind the Giants. If the but the Dodgers, if if they were in like any other division, they'd be in like first, you know, or yeah, I think they would. Yeah, honestly, they'd be in first if they were in any other division. I mean, I guess the the Brewers are, are have like a almost identical record. They're seventy two and forty seven. Dodgers are seventy two and forty six. They still technically would be ahead of the Brewers though, because they have less losses. Be like what I think that's like half a game ahead of the Brewers if they were in the division. So it's kind of wild, like to see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They still, I don't think it matters so much, like where they finish. But it is a little. It's obviously preferential to be in first place. I don't know if they're gonna make it. It's kind of crazy that. Uh, the Giants just came sort of out of nowhere. They weren't supposed to be anywhere near this good. But, you know, it's just not... <laughs> I don't know. It's been like a... This is like the most competition they've had in a while. So, it's all good. But uh, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Not really too much going on in the other sports. So, I think we could call this a day. And we'll be back next week with more sports. And now, let us read from the Book of Grav. <clears throat> I don't need any half-hearted friends. Won't be your easily discarded trends. I am not your little cuck fuck boy. <laughs> not your little waste of time upchuck ploy. I won't let any of you test a G. You can never fuck with the recipe. So don't you speculate recklessly. There won't be a dime that my exes see. I'm mega Z. Y'all got no contributions. 
And y'all are nothing beyond a nuisance. I kill it like it's never been killed. Step up and get your medicine filled. Everything y'all speak is excrement. My whole life is a flex event. I did it before a check was spent. But my exes won't intercept a cent. All you haters can consume a wing. Make your bitch throw it back like a boomerang. I like boomers. This is too insane. Make white people cry more than Hooper Sting. All you haters can consume a wing. Make your bitch throw it back like a boomerang. I like boomers. This is too insane. Make white people cry more than Hooper Sting. <laughs> I found a reason. <laughs> too dope to shoot into your veins when I drop. Nothing is walking through the rain. <laughs> That's EI and a G shatters AI. <laughs> if foes step up to who's better, they die. Get K by the truest fighter. I'm bringing more. I'm bringing all the newness brighter. <laughs> I can't be molded by material. Everything you do is clearly known. Avoid rappers with viciousness. Y'all don't even know what wish this is I'm too excited <laughs> I clog your arteries I would stick and demolish a heart of me wait that doesn't exist I kill radios none of the existence can outrace these flows I still rip with consistency something only perfect vision sees you know Thank you for listening. Thank you once again. I had fun. You may not have had fun listening, but I had fun. I had fun talking my shit. I had fun breaking down all these arguments and stuff. <laughs> now I had fun just uh, getting into it. You know, I just I don't know. Sometimes there's some episodes where everything just flows, and I felt like I was just flowing this time. It was. It was real easy for me, so to me, that's that's the mark of like a good episode. I feel like that's the best one of the last few weeks. So, I know, I know, not a lot of people listening lately. It's weird how that goes. I don't know if there's like, I don't know if I piss like I have an episode where I piss people off and then the audience falls off for a while, but that's almost what it seems like. So, you know, if I piss you off. It's not really my intention. I'm not really trying to piss people off. I'm not really trying not to piss them off, but I'm not actually like actively trying to piss people off. So my bad on that. If I did piss you off, it's not it's not the goal here. But uh, I thank you. Like like always, I thank you for listening. And I'll be back next week. Uh, I definitely think we'll have a guest, but maybe I should stop saying that because. I didn't live up to that. I think I said, did I guarantee, I hope I didn't guarantee a guest this week. Because there was not one, <laughs> as you can see. But uh, I think there should be one next week. We'll see. Thank y'all. Open to embrace you You're welcome here, I'll 
is your place too Will you ever come? Only time will tell I just hope this message finds you well As for me, I'm just swell Like a fat waist wrapped with a tiny belt I can only imagine you've been through the worst But you are not alone in the universe I fight it, but tears streak across my face You were once amongst us, now you're lost in space Slow down, my soul in the galaxy I hope you come back to see us in the future Drifting on a memory, all alone in the sea, doing what suits ya. Blow down, thy soul in the galaxy, I hope you come back to see us in the future. Drifting on a memory, all alone in the sea, doing what suits ya. Yeah, where you gone? It was bad I kept a secret, but I caught your SOS, so I'm tracing back the events, the trails of your ship, causing rest amongst the stars. Just you weren't one of us, life must have been a hard one. So you tread amongst the dust and into different zones Know you phone at home, but you only get the tone hung up And other things is why you're alone I wish I could tell what you're seeing In this one life you were leading And how it was sequenced and what's your meaning How you got this far, yet not amongst the stars Locked in different bars than mine You're running different rhyme in the time This is goodbye, have faith in your price Bear well distant soul till the end of time as much as I'd love to have you in my life I don't see you in my future once again, goodbye